0: The Washington Commanders drop their third straight of the season's second straight divisional game here in Dallas on Sunday afternoon. We're going to break it all down share with you our thoughts. They're not going to be completely pretty, but they're not going to be completely ugly either. All that coming right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You
2: are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We thank you for making us your first view or your first listen of the day, especially on this YouTube live following Washington Commanders' loss against the Dallas Cowboys, their third straight loss of the season, second straight divisional loss. Uh, of course, the team message, Chris, going to be that uh, it's it's still early in the season and there's nothing to panic about, but we'll get into our thoughts uh, about that, of course. I'm David Harris, and my co-host is Chris, the Rooster Russell. Both of us, credentialed members of the media, covering your Commanders. Me today from AT&T Stadium. Chris from his fancy dancy uh, home studio. Of course, you can find Chris on the Team 980 with Pete Methurst Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, live or anytime on the Odyssey app. You can find me over at Commanders Country. A part of SI.com's foundation.
1: We appreciate you being with us. Today's episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com with the promo code Locked on. All right, let's get to our main storyline. And David, uh, you saw it in front of your very own eyes. First trip to AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, but too little, too sloppy for the Commanders, who showed up mostly ready to play, but were kind of firing some empty blanks, if you will, on offense early on, making some mistakes, and then they finally got one good drive together, but that was pretty much it. And the story in this one. Penalties, turnovers, and a couple of curious coaching decisions—all factoring in to a loss.
0: Yeah, I mean, just just an all-around ugly performance. I mean, I think that you know, when, you know, when we get back to our, our silver lining, which we'll talk about later in this episode. Obviously, the defense has a little bit less to feel bad about uh, than the rest of the team does, but uh, but obviously, there's a lot that still needs to be fixed uh, for this team. And, and look, they honestly don't have a whole lot of time to do it because you have got Tennessee coming in. Uh, next weekend they're looking to, to steal a win on the road if they can then you've got a very short turnaround in Chicago there's really no fixing anything when you have a Sunday into a Thursday so I mean if you don't fix it by Sunday you're pretty much looking at two really rough outings possibly and uh, you know for everything that Justin Fields might be someday in the future a loss against the Chicago Bears is really going to send people uh, over the edge so before we get to Chicago we got to get to Tennessee of course before we get through to Tennessee we've got to finish uh, our thoughts here on Dallas. And like you said, Chris, just not a very good, cohesive effort. They had the one really good drive. And, you know, I hate to say it. We, we, said, it, we said it last week as well. Uh, and, and you just kind of come out there and you say, you know what? This is one of those games where the defense, you know, we said it before. The defense has been doing really well. The offense hasn't been doing anything. So as soon as the offense shows signs of life, what do you typically see with these types of teams? That's when the defense collapses. That's exactly what happened. I'll get a little bit deeper uh, into that as well. But, yeah, just out of sync, out of rhythm which basically describes Washington Commanders through the first quarter of the season. We still got three quarters of the season to go, but that up, that pretty much sums up this team right now through the first quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean, we sit here and, and talk about it, Carson Wentz had two turnovers, two interceptions, and one at the end of the first half, which really didn't cost them, but it was curious uh, in terms of clock management and attack management, if you will, by Scott Turner and and specifically Ron Rivera. Uh, and then on top of that the late interception when the game was pretty much decided, David. Uh, but again, you know if we if if there's one narrative that you're gonna take away from this game, it's almost seemingly every drive with the exception of the touchdown drive, the commanders did whatever they could to throw up all over themselves, whether it be a false start, whether it be a holding, whether it would be an intentional grounding and there were two of those uh, in this game, whether it would be, you know, whatever penalty it would be, there were too many times where they would not only take a penalty, but it would cripple a drive. This offense, while it's more explosive than it's been, is just not capable, and not many offenses aren't, to to combat a third-and-27 situation, David. And they had to do that on two consecutive drives, not to mention a fourth-and-15. And and let me give you the one number that is going to cause a lot of angst A lot of sleepless nights for Ron Rivera and Commanders Nation. 11 penalties for 136 yards worth of flags. I mean, you just can't win games on the road against better teams like that.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk more about those numbers, of course. But first, you know, we wish we'd be talking about our play of the game. Unfortunately, we got to talk about the turning point. When did this game really turn south? For the washington commanders and, and i'll hit mine real quick chris uh for me it was the cowboys offensive drive cooper rush quarterback extraordinaire apparently undefeated as a starter uh comes in and again we talked about it when the defense has been doing well finally the, the offense put something together what typically happens exactly what happened is what typically happens 15 plays 75 yards total offense four for four on third down on that drive alone the washington commander's defense only gave up five third down conversions four of them came on that 75 yard touchdown drive Cooper Rush to Michael Gallup for a nine yard touchdown. Made the game 12 7, which is exactly what the score was heading into halftime.
1: CD Lamb, 30 yard touchdown pass from Cooper Rush on a quick three play, 75 yard drive that included a William Jackson, the third penalty, just inside the uh, fourth quarter. This was after Joey Sly and the commanders, David, had made it 15 10. And much like what happened in Detroit, Not so much against Philadelphia, but much like what happened in Detroit, you get a little positive momentum. You think you're right back in the game, and you are down five points, and boom. Right away, you give up big play, big play, big explosive plays, uh, lost in coverage. We're going to get into William Jackson the third more in detail today uh, and the rest of the week. He was awful uh, in every way, pretty much with the exception of one pass defense, and they gave it right back. And all of a sudden, it's 22-10 instead of the momentum that you had. Uh, you know, built up. So uh, that is the turning point uh, for me and for David coming up. We're going to break down the offensive and defensive performances overall after another uh, disappointing performance overall by the Washington Commanders. But first, we tell you about our friends at PrizePix and PrizePix.com. That's right. Commander season, as you know, guys, it's not a whole lot of fun. But if you want to have some fun, we'd highly suggest you check out our friends at PrizePicks and PrizePicks.com. What is PrizePix? Well, it's essentially daily fantasy sports with a little bit of a twist. Here's what you're going to do. Say you want to play the Monday night game between the Super Bowl champion boys from L.A. and the NFC runner-up from San Francisco. Well, you know what you can do, and here's what you should do. And this is how I played it. Uh, What you're going to do is you're going to pick between two and five players. So individual players. I took Matt Stafford uh, from Los Angeles, and I said less than 250 and a half passing yards, which is his prize picks projection. So that was pick number one for me. Cooper Cup. 8.0 receptions. I actually went more, despite playing Matt Stafford, less. Cooper Cup, more than eight receptions. Jimmy Garoppolo, 220.5 passing yards. I went less because Jimmy G always stinks in the second half and in crunch time. So what you have to do is again, pick between two and five. I picked between three for the Monday night game. And if they go more or less, and if you're right on your projection, just like I am, hopefully you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including the NFL college football, major league baseball, and more entries can be made in six, seconds or less. It's that easy, guys. It took me no time at all. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states, plus... Our neighbors to the north in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app and go to Prize Picks or go to prizepicks.com to sign up. Play daily fantasy sports. First time users can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 by using the promo code LOCKED ON. Again, if you deposit $100, Prize Picks is going to give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks is going to give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, we welcome you back again to the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen and your first view each and every day. This is going to serve as our full Monday episode, guys. Uh, This is how we kind of do it post-game style uh, after a Commander Sunday game into Monday. So uh, just let you know that. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, Locked On's NFL. Uh, local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football plus betting advice from the field's leading experts at Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, along with David Harrison, who is at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas after the Commanders lose to the Cowboys to drop to 1-3 and and 0-2 in the NFC East. David, it is time now for our offensive takeaways. You want to fire away and, and go with yours, and then I'll give you mine.
0: Basically, look, the, the Washington Commanders relied on the running game uh, and and it worked for the most part, right? It's something that we talked about a lot during the during the week leading up to the game. I specifically kind of rallied for Jonathan Williams to get more carries. He did get more carries, and honestly, he got probably about the workload that I really expect—twelve, fifteen carries uh, from a guy like Jonathan Williams or anything like that. But he did well. Uh, with what he got. The problem is Carson Wentz was just bad. And we, and we had a YouTube commenter already here in the live uh, talking about Carson Wentz uh, being being just bad here against the Dallas Cowboys, and that's exactly what happened, and that's exactly what I'm about to talk about. So uh, Carson Wentz completed three passes on that touchdown drive, right? That one drive we talked about where everything kind of went right. He completed three passes on that drive. Didn't complete two, or more than two, rather. Didn't complete more than two passes. So we have three completions of touchdown drive didn't complete more than two on a single other drive in the game outside of the top 11. So the 12th and 13th, you're basically just thrown to throw to try to get big chunks and everything. He completed some more passes, but in the first 11 drives, just one of them, that touchdown drive, did he complete three or more completions? Uh, their first two plays on offense in Cowboys territory, I tweeted this out. First two times they went into Cowboys territory, first, the very next plays, both penalties, both took them out of, Commander or uh, Cowboys territory. The first one technically wasn't a play. It was a false start, so there's no play, right? But very next lineup uh, after they get into Cowboys territory, penalty takes them right back out of it. Of those penalties that we've been talking about, Chris, seven of those penalties, seven of the 11 came on offense. Of those, two of those penalties put them in 10 plus yards to go. Five of them, five of those offensive penalties, Chris, put them in 20 plus yards yards to go your quarterback's not completing passes your offense is penalizing itself like you, you can't it's hard enough to beat one nfl defense especially one that's actually doing pretty well in the cowboys right this isn't a bad nfl defense to begin with but it's hard enough to beat an nfl defense when you also have to beat your own offense because of what you're doing to yourself
1: yeah, I hope that the next one is David. We've had storms here in the Northern Virginia area all weekend. While you uh, are down in in Texas, it it, it hasn't rained uh, as as part of the remnants from the hurricane. So I apologize uh, and hope that uh, everybody can hear me. Um, but the early game plan for me was, I, I guess, the good takeaway. There were plenty of runs. It seemed like Scott Turner was definitely more committed to starting. Almost every series with a run, every first down, the quick passing game, I I think of a slip screen early on to Terry McLaurin to get him his first target and touch on the first drive of the game. And even though that ultimately didn't go nowhere, much better than the alternative and what we've seen through the first couple of games. But as soon as those penalties and like you mentioned, the terrible down and distances piled up. The offense was out of rhythm. Sometimes that was on the offensive line. Sometimes it was on Carson Wentz. Sometimes it was just, you know, a matter of facing a really good pass rush and a dynamic pass rush. And here's the weird part: is Micah Parsons didn't even really kill the Washington commanders, uh, you know, on Sunday, like everybody thought, you know, it was Demarcus Lawrence. It was other guys uh, at at times. It was blitzes from the safeties. That was a problem. Washington faced at different times. I think I've mentioned this already. Third and 27 twice in back-to-back series on the second half. Some of those situations you're talking about followed by a fourth and 15 down by 12 in the fourth quarter. You cannot win games like that period end of story. You have no chance, no matter how dynamic you think your offense is. And Oh, by the way, here's another thing. You may think your offense is dynamic. It's not dynamic. No, th- I'm sorry that it, it's not, um, David, you want to go away with yeah. your defensive takeaway.
0: Yeah. On the defensive side of things, look, uh, the, you know, we talked about the touchdown drive, right? The turning point for me where more Michael Gallup scored his first touchdown of the season. Um, the the Washington Bears defense gave up four first downs on that drive. And and that is a very rough drive. In fact, the Washington Bears defense had two very, very bad drives, the fifth drive of the game and the ninth drive of the game. Both ended up in touchdowns, obviously, right? One of them was the blown 30 yard touchdown CD land. That's how that one ended. We will definitely dive more into that. Uh, We're going to dive more into that with Ron Rivera tomorrow after he gets a chance to watch the film. Believe me, answers are coming on that one. Well, I don't know if real answers are coming, but questions are being asked. I will tell you. I will tell you that. But guys, Beyond that one, that one really bad drive four first down, uh, third down conversions, the Washington commanders gave up five third down conversions in the first half. I want to say uh, I think I think the team went in like a 33 percent or maybe it was actually closer to a 50 percent third down conversion rate. The Cowboys did did not allow a third down conversion in the second half. Listen, the defensive players, they're good teammates, they're humble guys. They all pretty much – I want to say pretty much. I didn't talk to all of them. There's some other There's some other clips floating around out there, so I don't want to say all of them. But the guys that I heard talking, stop short, Chris, is saying the defense should have won this game and put it on the offense. But, guys, the defense should have won this game. This loss is on the offense. Uh, and to that to that end, maybe a little bit on on Scott Turner.
1: Well, yeah, there's no doubt for a third consecutive week it's more on the offense. Well, the defense was horrible in Detroit. The defense was horrible for one quarter against Philadelphia – uh, the defense was not horrible today it wasn't great in spots um but it, it it certainly again was not on the defense so I'd really say it's three games of shooting almost blanks for the commander's offense Detroit Philadelphia and now Dallas and I I know you know some people are you know that I see on the live on the live chat here, Uh, are upset about checkdowns, checkdowns, checkdowns. Listen, guys, when you can't protect and when you have a quarterback that naturally holds on to the ball long and needs space to unfurl and uncurl and throw and see and do, you've got to get rid of the football. It's not about checkdowns. It's as much as, designing a game plan to get rid of it quickly. The quick game, the quick game by design, we saw that early and then they got away from it as the down and distances and the penalties started piling up. But real quickly for me on defense, um, William Jackson III again continues to struggle we've mentioned him he got beat for the touchdown you were just mentioning by C.D. Lamb Ron said he didn't really know uh, he's going to have to look at that more but he said William Jackson III didn't really kind of squeeze if you will on the coverage WJ3 said he thought a safety was coming over the top one that wasn't there uh, he had three penalties two on defensive pass interference one of which was wiped down uh, on, one of which I should say wiped out an interception by Cam Curl deep in Dallas territory now the only positive is the third down you mentioned it four on one drive but overall five of 15 and jack del rio's group is now 17 of 55 30.9 percent on defensive third downs all right time to take a break we will uh, give you the hunt (laughs) trust me it is a hunt for silver linings maybe david can find one at AT at&t stadium but first guys if you haven't tried built bar puffs yet you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Who doesn't love cookie dough? Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Uh, Introducing you to cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Guys, they're delish. If you love cookie dough, and there's not many people that don't, you're going to love cookie dough chunk puffs. Puffs. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, and it's good for you because they only have 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com, snag yourself a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and hoard them for yourself, especially with Halloween right around the corner. Like all Built bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, healthy and tasty for you. Uh, again, that light, fluffy texture that Built is known for good amount of collagen protein which uh your body absorbs more efficiently and helps you break down ton of health benefits you're going to love it if you need a good snack if you need a meal replacement built is the perfect protein bar they taste better than a candy bar ditch the calories fat and sugar guys and grab yourself a built bar and built bar uh cookie dough chunk puffs at built.com by using the promo code locked Uh, locked on 15 that's locked on 15 and get 15% off your order by using the promo code locked on 15 is your
2: team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy either way join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, guys, our final segment here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast following the latest Commanders loss. Unfortunately, their third straight loss, second straight in the division. Next week, taking on the Tennessee Titans. But again, we're going to put a bow on this immediate post game episode. We'll come back tomorrow uh, with some thoughts and reactions to more of what the locker room guys had to say, some footage maybe of, of the press conferences once I cut it up, and then we're, we're talking to Ron via Zoom as well tomorrow, so we'll have some more certainly to talk about. But Chris, before we leave Dallas, we're, we gotta, we got to search for silver lines here, right? That's the, that's the only way we can keep saying it's the only way we can keep Commanders fans, uh, or at least do our part to keep Commanders fans somewhat in, entertained and intrigued in this team. And here's what I'll say, silver lining right now. We know for a fact, because we've seen it, we know that if this team can get above average quarterback play, they can win some games. The problem is we said that last year. We said it all last year. We said it all offseason. That's what we were supposed to be getting. We're not getting it right now. We're not seeing above average quarterback play, even average quarterback play, to be quite honest with you most of the time. So that's kind of a silver line, but it's also kind of not. So i got a better one. And the better one is that Brian Robinson Jr., rookie running back out of the University of Alabama, is supposed to be coming back. There are some reports out there that the Washington Commanders are going to activate him on Monday, the earliest that they can activate him, which will then put him on the path to recovering. Potentially practicing with the team, he would have to return within three weeks. So he does. So it just if, if he gets activated tomorrow, that does not mean he's playing in Tennessee necessarily. Doesn't mean he's not. Just doesn't mean he is. But he will have to play within three weeks. So Tennessee, Chicago, Green Bay—one of those three games—Brian Robinson would be be playing in if the team does indeed activate him on Monday. And the bottom line is: the sooner this young man gets back into this offense, the better off the offense is going to be. The happier all of you are gonna be trusted.
1: It's not an activation onto the 53-man roster until they decide to do that. The 21-day thing is a practice window, which gives Brian Robinson Jr. and the commanders that opportunity that David was just talking about. But obviously, huge news. All right, my silver lining, I guess it's two games in a row where the defense has been competitive, David, and has not been the major problem. Again, there was individual good moments, a couple of interceptions taken away by penalty, one of which was a touchy call and Ron Rivera certainly not happy about. Again, not enough, but at least it's been competitive and it's shown some hustle and some fight and some toughness in spots where you think, okay, if we can just figure out everything else, maybe, just maybe, they have a, a chance to win a couple of games here. David, you just mentioned the Brian Robinson situation. Uh, that's the good news for Ron Rivera and the commanders. The not-so-good news and we've touched on this, is uh, according to another report, Chase Young is reportedly not going to come back until about midway through the season, or that's what he's planning on. So you just aligned the schedule. Next week, Tennessee. Short week, Chicago. We thought if he wasn't ready for Tennessee, he wasn't going to play at Chicago. Again, not probably a surprise, but he might not be back until after week seven against Green Bay or maybe even week eight at Indianapolis or who knows, week nine against Minnesota. So... Um, You know, I I don't know where Chase is at in terms of like his physical because he hasn't been able to practice and he's going to be able to have to practice before he plays. And that's just not a three day practice thing. So I've always kind of thought we were looking at a much longer window than the four weeks, uh, you know, in terms of Chase. All right, David, before we close out shop here. You're at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. This was your uh, initial voyage. What did you think of old Jerry's World?
0: Uh, it is, it is indeed impressive. It is incredibly impressive. It's, it's definitely a sight to behold. If you're a football fan, uh, highly recommend you get out here. I know that you know if you're a Commanders fan, you're obviously not a Cowboys fan. So maybe you can catch a Commanders fan in Dallas and root for your team while you're taking it in. But it is, it is a sight to behold. Look, Raymond James Stadium. Uh, is a very impressive stadium. Of course, any stadium that has a pirate ship is going to be very impressive. Uh, But I do have to admit that that AT&T Stadium is is better. Um, I may or may not have said to another member of the media while while Martin Mayhew was sitting behind me uh, that I hope the commanders are taking a good look around because this is a division rival, so they need to outdo them. I'm not saying that's going to influence anything. I'm just saying those words may or may not have been said in earshot of somebody with some influence
1: going to be around to help make any of that decision because things are are spiraling out of control right now uh, i haven't been there since 2014 uh, but I went there six consecutive years. The place is awesome. It was my favorite NFL stadium to visit and uh, and, and go see uh, for, you know, a lot of the reasons that we can see in the backdrop of your uh, camera shot there, including the big video Jumbotron. It's just the way it's all set up. It still looks immaculate. It still looks clean. Uh, it is the best thing about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys organization. But I- I'm glad – Uh, You had a a, a good, safe trip there uh, to AT&T Stadium. All right, David, safe travels back. Uh, Obviously, Ron Rivera going to speak on Monday. We'll have continuing coverage of the Commanders 1-3 and start uh, throughout the week right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We appreciate you guys. Uh, We see all of you, all the comments, uh, all of you joining us live uh, here. Again, this will serve as our full Monday episode as well. But thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Now make your second listen and view, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show as Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the NFL expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, you can do so, 301-615-3577 on the voicemail line, 301-615-3577, or Locked On Washington Command commanders at gmail.com for david harrison who's in arlington texas and covering the commanders for si.com's fan nation and commanders country i'm chris russell one half of the russell and Ned her show you can listen to me and pete monday through friday 9 a.m to noon eastern time or anytime on demand order live on the odyssey app if you're out and about please be safe be kind to one another david safe travels back and thank you for joining us right here on the locked on commanders podcast